Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Shotgun snapper set back. Blitz. They hit him and sack him back at the 42-yard line. Alex Highsmith, another superb performance. We all collectively came up short. And, and so, you know, that's how we measure performance, man. Winning is our business and we didn't handle business. And so we don't, you know, break that apart and look for the feel good. Well, seeking sympathy is not something Mike Tomlin's ever going to do. And neither should any of the players. And that's what it is to be the big dog. Stand up in front of the men and you got to say, this is where we are. This is where we're lacking. Now we got to go out and do something about it. There is no polishing. Uh, the the <laughs> There's no way to make this acceptable other than to get it corrected, and that's what they got to continue to work at. There's nowhere else to go other than within themselves finding the, and, and doing the things necessary to right this ship. That means making sure you set the edge, making sure you hold the point, even if it's a double team at the point of attack. It makes sure that everybody gets their run fits and squeezes to the ball from the backside. All these things are, are wash, rinse, and repeat daily, weekly, monthly, and seasonally, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> No, you you're you're 100% correct. You and I here on the show this morning for, you know, for our own sanity and because right. we're glass half full guys even though we're just going to we're just going to drink it regardless. Right. Um we're going to you we're going to you and I are going to pick out some positives, you know, like we've done for the first hour of the Absolutely. show. Um but for Mike Tomlin for in that locker room, yeah, there's there's no such thing as moral victories. There's no such thing as, you know, feeling good about this. Um, you know, you, you've lost two games in a row. You just lost to a divisional opponent. Um, you're not happy. But, again, the, the good news of that is now you have 10 days. You're going back home. You are playing a Jets team that is, you know, again, not a pushover, but is certainly not a Super Bowl contender either. Right. Um, and and you, have, you have got some time now to, to, to lick your wounds, to do a little uh, introspection. And uh, and to to get right for for nine days from now when uh, when the J E T S do come to Acrisure Stadium. Nice spelling job. Very that's, good. That's one of the few that I can get. Don't ask me to do anything else. Well, you know how it is for me. I was I was let's see. I was six in my third grade spelling bee, or was I third in my sixth grade? I can't remember which it is. Anyhow, you did attend Syracuse <laughs> University. I did attend. <laughs> All right, Alex Highsmith is one of the guys that I really like to watch. I mean, this young man is. 
I thought he's been on the rise for a couple of years, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, started settling the, as, a, as the uh, running mate of T.J. Watt. You know, last night, eight tackles, one and a half sacks, two tackles for a lo- two tackles for loss, and two quarterback hits. Um, he was he was a positive on uh, what was a negative second half because it was the second half where Cleveland really started to possess the ball. What they possessed it for nineteen minutes and twenty four seconds in the second half, and eleven eighteen of the fourth quarter. Now this is the distressing part because now you're talking about. In the fourth quarter, uh, three quarters of it is is was it the math? Yeah, three quarters <laughs> of it. I I'm terrible with math, but anyhow, three quarters of it uh, almost was spent. You know, chasing the chub. You know, you got you got Nick Chubb out there, the fighting chubs. They're coming out at you, and you got to shut down that running game. And and when you're not able to do it, and make no mistakes about it, it's Nick Chubb. That guy is really I can't say enough good about him. Uh, his ability to finish off runs his ability to catch the ball and, and go to I mean the, the guy is just very very good and so you got to put a lot of appreciation out there but that offensive line was doing its job as well and that's where you know the, the front end of the defense has got to be able to make the plays and unfortunately in that second half unlike the first half when they were slugging it out and doing a great job that being the Steelers defense they they fell short in that second half and then the first two possessions of the second half, the Browns put together a 14-play, 80-yard drive that yeah. ended up in a field goal. And then when you come out with the three and outs there, Wes, three in a row, as you talked about earlier, um, they, you know, the Browns came up with another 11-play, 80-yard drive for a touchdown. Yeah, and, and all of a sudden, right, that that time of possession, which was pretty even, started to get lopsided. Um, you know, Cleveland finishes with 13 more minutes of the ball than the Steelers. I think you saw that attrition play out in the second half. Um, and that's that's the frustrating part. There there was there were moments, particularly in the first half, um, more than just moments. I, I thought some really some really strong performances. Uh, but it's it's tough to to hold that fort, to hold that dam for for sixty minutes. Um, and yeah, those you know, I was thinking about that driving home too. I'm I'm always trying to think of you know, you Moats and I uh, do. Um, like pivotal moments a lot of times we'll discuss pivotal moments in the game right and for me when I was thinking about that you know driving across the the quiet and dark Ohio turnpike at about 1 30 in the morning I was like man those you know there, there's there's a lot of things and moments that we'll point to but I, I I those those three straight three and outs were really standing out to me as you know it's not a turnover it's not a big play surrendered or something like that but but when that happens and you're you know bang 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 throwing your defense back out there and Cleveland is just you know they're 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 having success in the trenches and they're running the football and like we talked about they've got the offensive line that's built for that and they've got two running backs that they can use and and keep both of them fresh at the same time uh, to me that was the pivotal moment I think a lot to to pick from there and we I mean you and I could sit here for the rest of this hour and discuss pivotal moments but yeah those those three straight three and outs. That's where the defense really started. You know, they were they were bending but not breaking up until that point. But I, I, I you know, I think maybe they they started to break there a little bit in in that moment. Well, it really came uh, at uh, about two thirty one left in the third quarter, and that's when they ran Najee off the right guard for one yard, and then Mitch Trubisky went you know to the left side for six, and then it was the uh, pass that was incomplete to Deontay Johnson. I thought Deontay had a chance to catch that ball, 
And that, again, that's that moment in time. You've got to make that catch. If that's the one I'm thinking about, by the way. <laughs> you know, and then. Uh, we need some time to watch the film yeah, here. Yeah, I know. I, there was no watching anything last night. There was just get to bed, shut the eyes, wake up, and then, uh, you know, try to put some thoughts together before you end up lighting a torch here high atop Bridgeville. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly, again, there was a couple of instances there where Chase Claypool had his hands out. Now, it was a tough catch. You know, he needed – it was one of those things he's over the middle, and if you catch it with your chest, you've got the ability for the defense to start to dig that ball out, you know, as you as they reach for your hands against your chest. But if you reach out with your hands, catch the ball with your hands, Chase is strong enough. You know, one thing I, one thing you got to know about Chase Claypool, that is a strong young man. I mean, you watch his hands, his whole body, watching him on a wham. Get Zooks. I don't know who he planted, but he came across the back of the the, the offensive line on a, one of those, you know, the, the sort of like a, the jet motion type things. But mm-hmm. it's only it's a wham. It's not a jet motion. He comes across the back, and I'm telling you, he laid out somebody, and I just <laughs> love that. You know, when you see a wide receiver go out and pound somebody into the oh, turf, yeah. a la Heinz Ward, just it does my heart good. I love that. And and this is what this guy is capable of week in week out, and he's strong, and he can, you know, you've got, he, you've got the weapons there. We got to get the ball to these guys, and these guys got to make the plays. That they do, that they do, and that's that is the. And I didn't leave you any room to go follow up with anything there. Really. <laughs> well, no, so just I that's apologize. no, that's okay. That that, but that's the you know that is the other side of all this. And and you and I like like we always do. We don't we don't ever want to be doom and gloom guys. Um, I just don't live my life that way. I, we just you know, we I just can't. don't. You, you and I, you know, it's it's the one thing that I love about what we've got. You know, you you go from you and Max to to Moats and I, and we have a lot of crossover in the hallways, right? Absolutely. We, we all spend a lot of time around each other during the season and at training camp and all these things. Like the four of us have never had a bad day in our lives, you know. <laughs> Between uh, I thought I was always the happiest person in the room, and then I then I got the job here in 2018 and started working with you, and I was like, oh wow, look at that. And then and you look, met Arthur, and then and then Arthur <laughs> came into the fold a few months later, and I was like, oh geez, Louise. I mean, I thought I was the one who was always joyful over here, Mozi. It's like every day is the oh, best man. is the best day ever. That's how we, you know, that's how we operate. Um, but that's the, you know, the they're. There are plays out there to be made, certainly. And again, it's week three looked better than week one. Oh, and, yeah. And, and that's important. It is. No question. You've got to continue to have that progression. And I'll also say this, Wolf, and I know people don't want to hear this, but progression isn't always linear either. It's not always two steps forward, two steps forward, two steps forward, two steps forward, right? And in a straight, a straight, uh, you know, uh, horizontal arrow there, if you will. Sometimes it's three steps forward and then a step back. And then you take a step forward and then you take two steps back. And then you take five steps forward and maybe you take one step back, right? It's it's not always that linear progression, but I think for the offense, it is there. It, it's certainly there. Not an offense that's going to score 35 points a game, right, and, and look like the Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills, but an offense that can – put together four quarters of football, an offense that can play complementary to allow its defense to operate at the highest level. Um, those indicators are there. And so it's, you know, it's it's where do you go from here? It, it is frustrating in the aftermath of a loss, but when you consider the scope of, you know, 
the AFC North right now. I mean, hey, you're one game behind the Browns for for first place in the division, right? And there's oh, still yeah. and there's still a lot of football to play. Um, you are we all all are you know cautiously optimistic that that TJ Watt is not going to miss a ton of time. We we know he's not you know probably walk. He's he's definitely not because he's he's got to miss at least four games for being on IR. He's not walking through that those those Acrisure Stadium tunnels on Sunday. Um, but you know there there's enough I think to. To not hit the panic button, there's enough to, you know, I saw some of this, uh, oh, let's just, you know, let's just play this season out and hopefully you get a decent draft pick and, you know, we'll, we'll start to retool this thing in the offseason. There's, there's no need for, for any of that yet because there, there are some positive indicators out there. The frustrating part is you see it in spurts, right? You see it at moments, and again, we all want to see it for the full 60 minutes. It's reasonable to expect that at some point. They're they're just not quite there yet. Exactly so, you know you you've got you gotta you gotta have some hope. You know when when you squash all hope, it's it, it kills the spirit. You know and and hope stays alive by hard work and performance and production, which will come. One of the things I, I love about Alex Highsmith, I mean this this kid just keeps coming. You know, I, I know that yeah. he's sitting there and, and everybody's saying, well, T.J. Watt's not in there, so he's not going to be, you know, he's he is his own player. He's T.J. Watt is, is we're talking about uh, a space alien. Okay, this guy's <laughs> this guy's something different altogether. All right. Right. He, he is, as Mike Tomlin says, right, he's, he's visiting us from another planet. Yeah. Okay, there you go. But Alex Highsmith, let me tell you something, man. The young man had eight tackles. He had three tackles for uh, two tackles for loss. He had a couple quarterback hits and one and a half sacks. And when you don't have a TJ Watt, then you know what? The the pressure falls on you. Yeah. The eyes of the offensive coordinator of the opposition fall on you. And then the intention to take you out with chips, which normally TJ gets, uh, now fall on you. And yet Alex Highsmith has still got high production here. We got to expect more from him and hope that more continues to come from him because I as I've as I've said before and I've even told him, he's he's got star in him. All yes. right, that kid's got it. Yes. All right. And he's got to keep producing as he did last night and come out and keep leading the way. But you know, it's there. And when you get TJ Watt back, Great googly moogly. I mean, you got some good front end people there with the addition of uh, Larry Ogunjobi. Yep. Uh, such a powerful dude. You know, it was funny just watching him as I, we, you know, you roll up to the stadium, you walk by, and, and you know, he's back again in the stadium. <laughs> uh, it's just interesting. You know, I mean, because he's he played in Cincinnati, played in Cleveland. You know, he's like doing the AFC North tour. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that means he's going to the Ravens next. Oh no, uh, no, no, no. That's that's to keep him here. But I'm I'm looking right. Well, if I I I'm I pulled up the stats here. NFL uh, sack leaders. Okay, so far this season, I'm I'm looking at the list. Miles Garrett has three. Aiden Hutchinson, right, the rookie for the Lions, the number two overall pick. He's got three. Nick Bosa has three. We all know about him. Khalil Mack's got four. Micah Parsons, the second-year player out of Penn State down there in Dallas doing big things, has four. At the top of the list, number one right now in the National Football League in sacks with four and a half of them things is Alex Highsmith. How about that? Men lie. Women lie. (laughs) Numbers don't. (laughs) He is your NFL sack leader right now, and and that's a that's a heck of a start for for the young man and for him too in a, a third season. That's a big contract year as well too. It's 
it's exciting to uh, to see it all coming together for him. It is. You know, I, I love the fact that um, he's taken a lot of, uh, you know, I think he's learned a lot from T.J. Watt. There's no question in my mind that he has, obviously, okay? But to watch him work his technique and keep working it and polishing it, his spin move right now is almost, when he hits it right, it's almost uh, like there's not a chance you can block him. You know, and obviously you can, but, you know, you've got to be perfect in the way you go about it. And I was really excited to see him perfect that spin because Dwight Freeney made a career on it, man. I mean, Dwight Freeney, he could, you talk about spinning a three-quart bucket, man. <laughs> I mean, that's – he and he'd get upfield on it, and that's the same thing that Alex does. When he spins, he doesn't come out of it in, in a lateral manner. He it, he gains ground on the spin, and that's the key in it. If you don't gain ground, then it, you're spinning like uh, I don't know, uh, you know, you, you, it's like a dosy <laughs> dough, you know. I was wondering where you were gonna go. Yeah, there. I know. I know. All but right, well, you're spinning like a uh, top. All right, the four uh, tops, the like three a, tops, like a, like a ride at Kennywood. All <laughs> there right, there you go. There you go. The turtle. The tur- that's ever, right. That's right. You ever ride that thing, man? Oh, come on. Listen, Wolf, I grew, I grew up here, baby. Okay, you, yeah. you know All I right. did. Those right. Kenny, Kennywood summers were a staple of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that, do you remember the spider? You know that thing of whipped around? Oh, of man. course. The kangaroo was a favorite of oh, mine yeah. when I was a kid. Gotta love the whip, right? Yeah, but you know my favorite ride? The potato patch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's my favorite ride. Why, why am I not shocked? <laughs> Exactly so. But Alex Highsmith is one of the guys that has to keep production going and keep leading the way. Because when you have guys go down, as Mike Tomlin has said, you know, the standard is the standard. And the next man up, are they are um, they are real, real things. They are real concepts that each team, you know, has got to adhere to if you want to be successful. And for Alex Highsmith, this is, this is great to see him stepping out and without T.J. Watt on the other side showing that he's capable of continuing the high production levels that he's already laid out for himself. so Yeah, and the, and the key there, right, is to, to keep that humming without T.J. and then go to even another level whenever you get the defensive player Absolutely. of the year. You're back on, back on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Well, the one thing is you get, you get T.J. back with Alex, and one plus one is equal three there. Or maybe no doubt. four with TJ. No doubt. And then you throw you throw Cam and, and Larry yep. in there as well, too. Miles Jack. And all of a sudden, you're you're cooking with some fire. <laughs> Absolutely so. And and they're going to need it. I mean, you, you this defense, right now, we're looking at a, a fourth quarter trend of having issues and stopping the running game. And, I mean, that that's simply, you know, and we're, it's nice to be able to, you know, highlight Alex Highsmith and, and, what, and his outstanding play. But the, the fourth quarter, I mean, you you got to come through, you know. And and as a defense, they were they they were found lacking. When you can't stop the run like that, I mean, as Cam says, you they run the ball on you. And they kicked our keisters, is what he said, <laughs> you know. And it's simple as that. And that's really football. One thing about football, it's fairly simple. You can get the complexities and concepts and routes and rushes and and uh, you know. Blitzes and green dogs and and dogs and you know <laughs> twists and stunts and everything, but it comes down to at some point in time, you got to whip the man over you, or you yep. got to be better than your the, Jimmys and Joes. Got to got to be better than their Jimmys and Joes. That's true, that's true. Now, what do you go for? Do you have Jimmys and Joes when you go to? Isn't that a a, a snack that you can have in the movies? Jimmys and Joes. I don't now, know. 
What was that? There was a snack. Oh, man. I know Timmy. I know Timmy Hose. <laughs> you know, the little the little donut bites from Tim Hortons. Okay, never mind. You know, <laughs> let's go, let's go to break because I think I'm losing my mind right now. All right, the, the that, lack of sleep is kicking in. Not only that, I just have this picture of some beautiful donuts somewhere. I'm I'm starving. All right, we'll be back with more after this as I salivate over Tim Hortons. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in that mindset. Um, I'm interested in reviewing this tape and looking at the totality of it and figuring out how we collectively get better. So the answer to that question is definitively no. We took some shots downfield and we just got to come down with it. I could, I could throw a better ball. They made some great catches. We can make some more. Um, and we just got to continue to keep calling those. So it, it was good and that's something we can improve with and keep doing. You know, Mitch just lays it on the line. Yeah, we just need to continue to keep working. It's good. And with some we can improve upon and keep going. And they have to. The first half versus the second half. Hey, listen. You know, I mean, you, you know what it's like. It, you've got to come out and be consistent, and you've got to be able to go the long distance. That's why it's a 60-minute game. So you have this offense coming out in the first half. They're averaging 5.5 yards a rush. All right, that's great. You got well, you know we we were matching body blow for body blow for a while there, and I'm not seeking you know any consolation <laughs> upon this. Comfort seeking comfort. Right, I'm not seeking comfort about that, but it's it, it is what it is. And you look for the point in time in which this game was lost. And if you go back, they averaged 5.5 yards a rush. They averaged 8.4 yards an attempt with Trubisky. In the second half, the, the troops dropped down to 4.9 per attempt, and he only rushed for 16 yards. And you couldn't stop the onslaught of Nick Chubb. And that's the bottom line. You know, if you can't stop Chubb, if you can't go body blow for body blow, You've got issues, and you're going to have problems. And that simply was was the result of it as the second half continued to unfold. You again the three and outs versus their ten and fourteen yard drives that they had. Um, you, you can't. That simply won't stack up yeah. with wins. No, it will not. And again, that's that's the style of football that Cleveland is built to play as well, too. You know to. To keep it close in the first half and then to just lean on you with that offensive line and, and that tandem in the backfield. And you, you know, have to it's, rise up. You, you got to yeah. rise up. And and like Mitch Trubisky said, they made some plays. There were some plays they left out there as well, too. I, I don't think any of us are, are going to deny that. Um, but you heard from Mike Tomlin there, you know, him, he was asked about, you know, are you going to make a quarterback change? And he said, definitively, no. No. So I guess, uh, I don't know, Wolf. We'll see. I'm, I can I can already hear the chance coming on Sunday against the Jets, though. After the first incomplete pass. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure, unless of course, you know, we just get rolling early, which I I have great hopes for. Hey, you no know, doubt, this no doubt they came on a short week. They showed it can be done. They can do this. This self offensive line just had its best outing 
All right, he did a great job of coming off the ball, and they were putting some people in the dirt, and they had got to continue to keep working and get better. As we talked about, and you uh, hallucinated early in the in the show, you know, it's a four week process we're looking at. Even if say, we go six weeks, this offensive line to know where they can get to. Well, you know what? I didn't see Miles Garrett much last night. You know? Oh yeah. Uh uh. You quiet, know? Quiet game. It was a quiet game, and I look at that and I go, okay. You know, Danny Moore, good job. The rest of the line, good job. You got to maximize what you can and do what you can. I mean, I tell you, Chooks, Chooks put some people in the dirt, man. Yep. You know, that James Daniels and Kevin Dotson, although Kevin had an offside that, you know, boy, I know what it's like. <laughs> you know, you feel great shame. I felt for the guy, you know. You got a lot of things going on. You're listening to code words. You're looking at the defense. You're making calls. You're in your mind. You're adjusting to what you need to do. And all of a sudden, um, somebody something makes you move, and you just, ah. Yeah. And that's just one of those things. Because – People don't understand, especially as an offensive lineman, when you're listening to quarterback's cadence and you know his rhythm, his voice, and then all of a sudden, as he's going to that that sound. Now, they were doing some things with the silent count last night, and I think that's what got uh, Kevin Dotson, which is extremely difficult in the midst of chaos and 80,000 people screaming and you can't hear nothing. Sure. But when you can hear even that, it's you take that inhale just before the snap. Because you go into 0.0 at the snap and anticipate that count. Because you want to use that ability to come off the ball uh, a heartbeat of a a fraction of a second before your opponent and use that to your advantage. and can make a great deal of difference. But when you have a situation last night where you're doing a lot of silent count, um, that's a tough deal. That's really a tough deal, and so I. And that place Kev, was that place was rocking too. It. Oh, it was. That, that that place was rocking. I gotta I gotta give it to to the Browns fans there. That was uh that was a heck of an atmosphere last night. And how about that in the fourth quarter? How about that kid shredding the guitar there, Wolf? Twelve year old kid. That was listen. I don't like to compliment Cleveland on much, but no, but, but they got the mustard and they got the good young guitar players. They right? do. Well, they got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I always say until Joe Grishecki and the great Norman Nardini are putting in a <laughs> hey, all right, you're not including Pittsburgh in that. All right, but yeah, no that that they they were geared up for that game. They were ready to go. You know that fan base. They had a, a bad taste in their mouth from that. Um, you know that blowing that 13 point lead to the Jets the week before at home. Uh, they they were out for blood, and, and, and they brought it the whole night for sure. Well, you know, it's interesting because prior to the game, they, they, they talked about they had the infamous players-only meeting. Yeah, on the defensive and those unit. always go one of two ways, right? <laughs> well, 90% of them go one way. Yes, you know, where it's just right the, the start It's the start yeah. of the downfall. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, it's it's like the kiss of death. You know, it's like the GM or the owner coming out and, and uh, saying, no, we're going to keep our coach and <laughs> – you know, uh, that, you know, that, okay, this is not going to end well for you. You know, it's like a horror movie, yeah. you know, you, you know, the, people you know, the slasher's in, coming. You don't, just don't, know don't go into the graveyard. Take the no, car no. that's running. It's like that commercial, right? Why don't yeah. we just get in the running car? What are you crazy? <laughs> Let's hide behind the chainsaws. Yeah. Yeah, those those are all you can be assured of those of those resulting outcomes and those situations there. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Why don't we hide behind the chainsaws? Uh, you know, you might want to rethink that one. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, where were we? 
Oh, yeah, talking about the Trubisky. You know, this is not the time. And, you know, even to come up and, and start questioning it right now, you know, you're going to know the time if and when it comes this season for Kenny Pickett. I mean, it's going to be sure. It's going to be prevalent. All right. But to say that this is because Mitch did Mitch did what he, he Mitch is he's a good NFL quarterback. He's not Ben Roethlisberger and that's the problem coming on the heels sure, of sure. a Hall of Famer. You know, I go back to that's what what really got to Cliff Stout, what got to Mark Malone. You know, they were excellent ball players in their own right. It's just coming on the heels of a Hall of Famer like that is just unbelievable. It is. It's it's a tough task. And maybe that's the the bigger picture of the offense, you know, as a as a whole. Wolf is that if we thought you were going to lose an an eighteen year Hall of Fame quarterback and just keep it humming on offense, I think you were probably a little bit naive. Certainly, how how often does that happen? I mean, okay, yeah, we we saw it in Green Bay, right? They went from one Hall of Famer and Brett Favre to another and Aaron Rodgers, but that's the exception. That's what what rarely happens there. Look at how much the Saints' offense has struggled since Drew Brees left, right? Right. Um, and, and you can go on. You can go on down the list. Look at the Patriots' offense and how much they've struggled since in, in the two years plus without Tom Brady. Um, there's a lot of examples of that. The Colts. They've been looking for, you know, they were fortunate to go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck there, but they've been looking for a quarterback ever since Andrew Luck retired a few years ago. Um, it's a really tough position to play in the National Football League, and you can get really spoiled as a fan base when you have a guy like Ben Roethlisberger for 18 years who gave you a chance week in and week out. And for, you know, of those 18 seasons, probably 16 of them, you were a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Um that's that's tough to turn the page from. You, you you don't just have a seamless transition to the next guy, um, and maybe that's the the bigger picture. I know people don't want to hear patience because, like I said in the first hour of the show, it's football, right? You only yes. get seventeen games a year. You dissect this thing. You pop the hood of the of, of the car, and you, and you look at every little diagnostic and, and everything. I I get it. That's why we love football. It's the only sport where every game truly matters. You know they. Basketball players and hockey players and baseball players—they could say every game matters, but it it got 82 of them or 162 of them. In the NFL, you've got 17, and even though it's 17 now and not 16, that's still not very many. But but you've gotta you've gotta sometimes look at that bigger picture. And part of that bigger picture too, I think. Wolf, speaking of the Trubisky and a lot of uh, a lot of Kenny Nation, right? Who wants to wants to see Kenny number, Nation wants to <laughs> wants to see number wants to see number eight uh, get get his crack at things. I'm also not naive enough to think, Wolf, that this isn't all part of a plan. You know that that before the season start, and 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 we all know Mitch Trubisky, he got ninety percent, maybe more, of the first team reps through training camp. It, it was all the offseason was all about getting Mitch Trubisky ready to be QB1. Right. You don't spend all that time just to pull the plug after 3 weeks. You, you don't. And so uh, in the in the uh in the micro, right? All the Steelers fans are Kenny, 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 Kenny. Let's go let's go to Kenny. See if he can provide a spark, right? Get the rookie in there, see what he can do. If, if we're going to have some growing pains, let him be part of that. Don't be naive enough to to think that Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada and Omar Khan and and everybody who's you know Mike Sullivan everybody who's involved in these decisions that there wasn't a plan from the get go of okay no matter what happens barring injury or just absolute dis- ineptitude disaster <laughs> yeah. we're st- we're sticking with Mitch Trubisky at least until this point 
Right. Like, I, I think that's a, a very real possibility. In fact, I'd probably be willing to wager money on it that they've had a timeline in their mind ever since they opened training camp with Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, both that, okay, Mitch is going to get at least this much time and then potentially we'll evaluate it from there if we think it's time to make a change. But I can guarantee you that that timeline wasn't three weeks. It's it's, no. it's 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 longer than that. And again, I know that because you can read the tea leaves and Mitch Trubisky getting 90%, 90-plus percent of the first-team action through training camp and through OTAs and minicamp and all that, you don't do that if you were planning on going to pick it early on. You, you, you just don't. Um, now, Steeler fans might not like that. They might disagree with that, whatever. But I'm just telling you, that's, that's reality. It is reality. And, it, you know, the simplicity of it is the fact Mitch has played well enough to keep going. I mean, because it's a developing a, a developing thing. It's unfolding, this offense. As they find out what Mitch is more and more capable of doing, as, you know, you, you've seen a number of things through the first three weeks. I mean, talk about the fact that you went from, you know, throwing that ball downfield an average of 5.1 yards over the first two games to 8.4 in the first half there. Now, why it kind of receded back into 4.9, that's something that you've got to be able to break down and look at and, and have a look and see what's going on there. But part of it comes from the receivers making plays for the quarterback. Yeah. And again, we highlighted the fact that there were some drops that were at inopportune times, and I think a drop is, is always at an inopportune <laughs> sure, time. Sure, sure. But the fact of the matter is he took the shots down the field, and that's what we needed to see. You need to see him push the ball down the field because you got to back those people off and give yourselves the opportunity to create some running space, which the Steelers did, which the Steelers did with, you know, Najee Harris. So what a, what a great – Nasty five-yard touchdown run that was. That was stiff arm after stiff arm. All right, the man ran with, with severe intention of uh, you know being productive. Yeah, that you was a, that was a big league back. Right it there. was. It was. It was great. Jalen Warren, a nice job of, of throwing some yardage in there on some carries. That and he's really fought his way into gaining reps. Mm-hmm. Now he. Hurt himself a little bit, shot one of his toes off by fumbling the ball there, which, <laughs> thank goodness, Deontay Johnson was in the neighborhood and happened to be, uh, you know, keeping on, a, was on the state on the job to the whistle. But the fact is, this running game is improving, and I look forward to it. We saw some great blocks by Pat Fryermuth, you know, whamming people. Cam, oh, Connor Hayward. Connor Hayward had a one heck of a wham on somebody. Yes, you did. know, I love that. So, you keep working, keep going. This is, you know, I, I, I'm not a cheerleader by nature. That's not me. But the fact that I, you know, you, you got to look at some of the positives here and dwell on that and and let the negatives. You've got to let the the criticism wear off. Yeah. But you take the 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 just critique to it, and you got to improve on it. And that's it's just simple as that. And, and it is, and, you know. So yeah, and 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 Wolf, real quick too. You know, yes. and again, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record because I've said this a few times now, just three weeks into this well, season. Well, we're getting you to gotta... the point where you and I, <laughs> right now, we're lacking sleep. We're starting to fall and go into circles. This here. ain't no born to run record over yeah. here, all right? Yeah. But, but this, I mean, a few weeks into the season last year, I just I just want to remind people, a few weeks into the season last year, the Kansas City Chiefs were 3-2, and two, and everyone was, oh, well, what's going on? Oh, do they need a coaching change? Oh, has, has Mahomes been figured out? Oh, well, maybe the Chiefs' run was short-lived. And then they're back in the AFC Championship game for the fourth straight year. You know, 
every team in the NFL needs some time to figure it out, to come together. And I know we don't like to hear that because, again, 17 games, short sample size, every week matters, every game matters. But it, it the sky is far from falling right now. It, it really is because there's there is a lot of football left to be played. And I know that, you know, you get the Jets and then you got two tough games against the Bills and the, and the Buccaneers. Um, but you're going to get T.J. Watt back at some point. You've got the bye week in week nine, which I think is a perfect point midseason to really to really kind of hit the reset button and do some self-evaluating. There's a lot ahead for this football team. And I, I think there's a lot of examples recently of there's no need to panic um, and I'm not saying, obviously, that the Steelers are going to turn into the Chiefs' offense and suddenly find themselves in the AFC Championship <laughs> game. That would be great, but but that's just an example of how but quickly you don't know. You, you don't, don't know, know how quickly you know football fans. I think more than any other sport, obviously, are quick to mash that panic button. Yes. But but just just take your finger off the red button today, all right? And 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 and, and, and stay at least, away from bridges. Uh, stay away places. from the end. Uh, don't go to the Clemente or the Warhol, all right? <laughs> and uh, and just. Give it, give it some time here. I know that is the one thing as a sports fan. Trust me, I know you hate hearing that. No, give it time. No, it. We want that instant gratification. We want to win, and we want to win now. But you, you gotta be a little bit, uh, a little bit more. I think realistic with the timeline. There's no question about it, and we're gonna be realistic with our timeline because we got to go. We'll be right back <laughs> after this. More here on SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They got the job done, but uh, I look inward um, and we need to be a lot better. Well, that's an understatement coming from Captain Cam, but you know what? There's truth in it. I mean, you know... (laughs) The thing he, he, I love about Cam is he's a, he's as uh, you know he's as direct as a frying pan to the forehead. You know, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> very simplistic, man. I, I love the dude. Frying you pan know? or a skillet? Yeah, I mean. skillet. I'll, either way, man. All I know is that he is very direct in what he's talking about, and what he says carries weight and carry those words have meaning to him because they come from such a great player, and great players lead from the front. And one of the things that you know Cam's going to do. Cam's going to be what, what Cam needs to be, and, and he's going to help, I believe, to turn this thing around in the rushing defense because he's going to demand more from the people around him as he demands more of himself because he won't demand more from himself, uh, I'm sorry, from those around him until he's at, he's at where he wants to be, you know, getting sure. the job done because that's just the way he is. I've watched this young man since he started competing as a rookie way back in the day. And uh, you know what? I've got a huge amount of respect for what he is capable of doing and what he has done and what he will continue to do. And one of those is to lead from the front. And this defense has to take it upon itself because you've got to answer the question, what is it about the second half that was different than the first half? Because all it was is different results, though it was the same place mm-hmm. over and over. You know, And you've got to go deep within yourself and find out, okay, why is it that I made the play on this one on that on that uh, Batonio flow thirty six 
um, that, that I was able to make the play one time and then another time I didn't. You know, and each man has to be able to answer those questions and then you've got to put it to, you know, the rubber meets the road and you got to put it to practice and you get ready for the next one. That's all you can do. And the next one now looms large, I think, right, Wolf? That is oh, the yeah. that's the other part of this is you get you, you get uh you get the Jets at home, then you got to make that trip to Buffalo, then you got to see you know Tom Brady and, and the Buccaneers. Um, this this next one against the Jets does loom large. Uh, oh, it's huge. There's you know I don't know if there's such thing as a must win in Week Four, but it it, it feels like a a game that. You know, the Steelers, they really need to go out there and, and put in a solid 60-minute performance against the Jets. Um, and that's that starts with the offense, I think, with uh, maybe a little more success at elongating some of those drives, less three and outs, more third-down conversions. Um, and with the defense as well, too, um, that, that full performance with maybe a, a little bit more splash as well, too. You know, no turnovers last night. Um, you lose the turnover battle. Now, you, you had one on offense. It's, it's not like it was insanely lopsided, but... Um, I think that's a, a, another key thing for this team too. It's gonna it's gonna be tough to to win games to score a lot of points when the defense isn't taking the ball away, stealing some possessions, setting the offense up maybe with some short fields and, and things like that. Um, and those will be you know kind of all the things that that I'll be looking for when when we get to next week and and what you know now is all of a sudden a big game against the Jets because there's no reason to panic at one and two. No, you also though don't want to fall behind to one and three. No. Obviously not, but I'm not willing to say this is a must-win. No, there's, you know, there's, there's no such thing as a must-win in Week yeah. Four. Yeah, there's, there's just too much um, at stake to to start riding that on one game and saying, you know, if this ain't if this don't happen, <laughs> shut the season down and yeah. tank. Let's go home. You, you know, know you just... know that's what's gonna happen though. Yeah. They, oh, they just they just got to tank. All right, draft some tackle, draft some offensive lineman in the top ten. Just tank. You know that really bothers me. Yeah, me you too. You know when you hear people talking about just tank. You know, if you knew all the work, the heartache, the blood, sweat, and tears that went into yeah. each week. And the jobs that are on the line every absolutely. week. Absolutely. And you think about possibly telling guys to basically, you know, swallow their, their professional pride and, you know, just tank. I, I, I'm telling you, you don't know what you're asking. Yeah, people don't know what they're asking of, of the guys. There's, there's jobs, no way you can do there's that. livelihoods on yeah. the line every single week in the National Football and it's League. And also, it's also looking at yourself in the mirror. Yeah, you know Have what kind of man pride. am I? Oh my goodness, what kind? Of, yeah, I mean seriously, no. All right, so I don't even want to hear anything about that. I don't want to hear nothing about tank. Yeah, <laughs> unless unless it's a great running back that we have, <laughs> <laughs> you know? or some new sandwich, Dan Permanis. Oh man, yes. Oh, oh, could you imagine the tank sandwich? I was down on the south side yesterday before we went to uh, Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the chefs down there in the in the cafeteria. Oh, he made me a meat sandwich. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That thing was a thing of beauty. Wolf, there's only two things in life that are undefeated. What's that? Father time, and the chefs at the Steelers facility. <laughs> I like it. Very good. All right. So, and for wrapping this up and putting a bow on, look, the first half, you got to start looking at it and saying, okay, we did some really good things here. We got to build on that. Second half. You got to look at these things and say, this is where we're leaking. All right. Too many arm tackles. Not enough people putting their bodies in the in the in the gap fills on the second half versus they were doing it in the first half. All right. You got your rushing attempts. All right. Uh, you, you're running the ball. You did a great job in the first half. 88 yards. Second half, only 16. Now, part of that, of course, 
is you get behind and you got to you know you start slinging the ball and sure, then sure. things go downhill. But the fact is, there's a reason you you were plugging along and getting uh, eight, five and a half yards of rush in the first half. Yeah, there's figure a, figure out what worked there, right, and build yeah. and build on it. And you've got to build on it. And this offensive line, that continuity that they were experiencing and doing so, and a lot of that was the pin and pull. They pin on the front side, you pull the back side and, and kick out and then lead up around the corner. That stuff was working. The, you know, when you whammed with a tight end or, or a fullback or, or uh, uh, you know, a Connor Hayward who's both, you know. Yeah, you, you know, you, you simply <laughs> right. just – Yeah, it, it's it's big stuff. But here's the thing about it. That game is not one – you know, you take the good and you got to eliminate the bad and you move forward. And that's all, Steelers Nation. That's all you Nation. can do. That's all you can do. And the, and the point is, I think you got the elements there in position where they need to be right now. They've got to come forward and start to manifest themselves more. And part of it, we saw that with Najee Harris. We saw that with George uh, with uh, George Pickens. You know, now we get the Chase Claypool and Deontay's and everybody else to fire him with. I, I look forward to it. We got a lot more winning to do out there. Stay, stay with us, Steelers Nation, and let's not lose it. All right. Thank you for joining us this morning. We'll be back on Monday. You've been in the locker room with Wolf, Wes, and without Starks because <laughs> our man's on the road. But we'll be back on Monday. Thanks for listening, folks. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.